Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. Moda Keel is here to join me for what he thinks is the Laverne and Shirley show, but we're going to talk about the NBA instead. Brian Smith, our producer, before I forget. Uh, I don't know. Were, were there any good games in the NBA we should talk about? Uh, should talk about Philly losing to Detroit? Eh, maybe. DeMar DeRozan dropping 50. Eh, anything else you could think of that was interesting, Mo? I mean, I mean, there was a game that happened in Brooklyn. I, I don't know if you, uh, it just, yeah. you know, kind of went down to the wire. Um I'm stealing the tweet here from somebody, but you know, some might have called it game eight of the Eastern uh, of the second round of the <laughs> Eastern Conference last year. But uh, yeah, which is perfect because it ended on a Durant turnaround brick three, so that's perfect. So uh, let me see what happened here. Bucks win one twenty to one nineteen in overtime. Giannis forty four points, fourteen rebounds, six assists. It honestly, just sounds like a normal stat line for him. Uh, eight turnovers though. And then on the other side, Kevin Durant, Bruce Brown, Kyrie Irving all had 20 points. I feel like one of those guys doesn't belong in the conversation. Let's start, though, with Giannis, who was pretty good. He was amazing, man. He hit a three to tie the game. Giannis hit a three to tie the game. I don't know why he kept taking those shots that way, but it worked in the end. It was one of the weirdest plays towards the end of the game. I know we skipped right to the end of regulation, folks, and I apologize, but like, he gets the ball thrown to him in the, in, in the post area. He doesn't like what he has. He kicks it out, and the ball goes through Seth Curry's hands. Like, Seth Curry picks off this pass. This game is over, and he doesn't. It lands in Pat Connaughton's hands. Giannis comes back out. Ball goes to him. He has Andre Drummond on him, dances with the ball for a second, then goes into a step-back three and drills it, Jared. It was amazing. I was shocked. I don't have more analysis than that. I was just like, damn. Though it's funny because the Bucks were leading at the beginning or early in the fourth quarter, and then the Nets went on this really nice run. Kind of everybody was getting involved, but obviously KD was the huge part of that. And they had a nine-point lead with three and a half minutes left. It kind of seemed like it was over. And then just Giannis just kind of went ham, and Drew Holiday had a big one too. Yeah, I mean, this was pretty big. And the other thing we got to talk about, Chris Middleton gets ejected for a flagrant two foul on Bruce Brown. Yeah, that was a weird one. And they still were able to pull this off down the stretch. I mean, this is this is the thing about the Milwaukee Bucks. We don't talk about this aspect of that as much as we do. As much as we talk about the Suns being so great in crunch time and clutch situations, the Bucks aren't far behind them. The Bucks are really good in close games. They get going, they find their flow, and the big thing in this game, more important than anything else, they dominated the offensive glass. They had 17 second-chance points to Brooklyn's 5, 54 points in the paint to Brooklyn's 38. They just owned that area of the game, and it was too tough for the Nets to overcome. 
Producer Brian Smith had this one. Giannis passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the Bucks' career scoring leader on that three that he hit to force overtime. So it's a history-making 3-2. This is unbelievable. So, I mean, hey, the Nets looked very good. We've been waiting for the Nets to kind of put it together and, and show that they're playoff ready. What did you think of Kyrie in this one? Kyrie showed flashes of, of good stuff, but he, got, he went to the one-on-one game too much, especially when KD was out. It became too easy to guard, and it wasn't like he had a guy like, yo, clear out, I could take this guy. It was just Drew Holiday guarding him, right? And that's a one-on-one matchup that's pretty damn close. Like, Kyrie's going to beat him a few times, but Drew's going to win some of those battles, and I felt like he went to that well too many times. Finished going 9-22 from the field, 4-9 from 3, and that was the other thing for the Nets. They shot the hell out of the ball. I don't know how much they're going to be able to replicate that again going forward, but man, if... They can just stay away from that one-on-one game and get into a little bit more motion, a little more more action, finding opportunities for some of the other guys. They're going to open up a lot of opportunities there. Out in Chicago, this is kind of a reversal from what we had last episode. Clippers, I mean, Chicago had a lead like two minutes into the game, but then the Clippers led the entire game, had a big lead, 15-plus point lead, and then somebody came back against them. Chicago Somehow sends us to overtime at the very last second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not like it was one person that came back against them. Yeah, the Chicago DeRozans. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, it was unbelievable. DeMar DeRozan was unbelievable. The Bulls win this one, 135-130 in overtime. DeMar DeRozan, with three minutes left in regulation, had 30 points. He finished the game with 50 points. How the hell did that happen? Pretty much just caught fire. Like, I'm pretty sure during one of the timeouts, I think I saw this. Like, Billy Donovan was lighting him up with lighter fluid, and one of the assistants just struck a match. Because it was he was unguardable. And, you know, tough break for the Clippers. In overtime, Paul George had to sit because he hit his minutes limit. The minutes restrictions got them there a little bit, and he was rolling pretty well for them. But it became a problem for them. And there was no stopping him. And it really felt like he had a hand in every bucket the Bulls scored down in the stretch of regulation and in overtime. If it wasn't him scoring, it was him making the assist. If he didn't make the assist, he made the hockey assist. Like, it was just impressive in everything that he did in this game. Like, just so calculated. I mean, this was really impressive, Jared. Yeah, he was scoring or assisting on every single thing that was happening at the end there. That kickout three uh, for Patrick Williams. What Exciting to have Patrick Williams back for the Bulls. With a minute left in overtime, DeRozan just carved his way through the entire defense there. The ones that were were really mind-blowing were just him just blowing by Nick Batum to throw it down. Terrence Mann, him just like manhandling him, or man with two ends handling him on the baseline. Then the most, honestly, the most surprising one was at the very end with like three seconds left. They just got to inbound the ball and get fouled. I guess Mann tried to sneak around and catch it from him on like a post up on the entry from the sideline out of bounds. And DeRozan just kind of like completely leaves him and scores for his 50th point. In, I mean, how many 50-point games do we have in March in the NBA? Like 10 or something like that? It was amazing to crown on the very, yeah, very last game, basically. But it was just amazing to see him get 50 on such a bizarre play where he just once again left the Clippers defender completely behind him. So the Bulls finally get a win. They stay in fifth place because the Raptors are right there. It's just half a game behind them. How do you feel about the Bulls holding on to their spot there? I mean, this one's going to be a, a a tight race. It's just a half game. Like, I don't know. It's it's it'll, it'll come down to who can just 
pull out enough. And and the Bulls have been a little bit shaky, but this is the type of win coming back from a lead, you know, a, a 16 point deficit against a good Clipper squad. I feel like this is the type of game that can galvanize you. I wouldn't be surprised, Jared, if they hold on to that fifth seed because they're definitely not catching four. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to special terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker. Dealer. At four is the Philadelphia 76ers right now, who have had a really good season, but they are five and five in their last 10 games. And that last loss came to the Detroit Pistons, who had a huge comeback in the fourth quarter. Just destroy Philadelphia's offense completely shut down in the fourth quarter. The Pistons, with their bench making the run, win it 102 to 94. Just another phenomenal fourth quarter performance from Cade Cunningham with 27 points. Yeah, so. The Sixers have lost three in a row now. And this is the same Pistons team that gave the Nets trouble a few nights ago. We we were on the ding together talking about Cade Cunningham going completely off. The whole performance of this Pistons team is they're scrappy. We're thinking lottery team. They're going to try to get the number one pick and all that. They're winning. They're fighting. They're playing hard. I love it. That's a credit to Dwayne Casey and the young kids. But man, Jared, what the hell is going on in Philly? Uh, well, they have your favorite player, James Harden, running everything. Whoa, so whoa, there's that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are <laughs> we get spreading misinformation here? We're going to get to that in a second. I mean, 15 turnovers. Uh, Joel Embiid at seven turnovers. They shot seven for 26 from three. This is a team that there is some volatility built into their roster when it comes to deep shooting. And if they're off, they're not going to be able to win. The honest thing is, like, how many guys do you really trust? shooting wise forget like there are guys that have nice percentages like we know Danny Green he's streaky as hell can be red hot and ice cold in a matter of like 10 minutes it can go back and forth James Harden's the guy you got to watch for he did not look good in their loss to Phoenix he struggled down the stretch against Milwaukee had a nice game against Milwaukee but down the stretch really struggled I think he went like 0 for 3 in crunch time during that run this one puts up a clunker 4 or 15 it's becoming to be a little bit of a worrisome trend here, Jared. And, and you know, Doc had a couple of things to say at the end of this game. Yeah, so there were eight points 
from the Sixers bench. While while Detroit had three guys that scored at least eight points coming off their bench. And Doc, after the game, said that he would put it more on James and less on the bench guys for that huge offensive just like collapse in the early fourth quarter. So what did you think? Yeah, I think it's a, a, a tough call because they got some good looks there. There was a play James Harden hits Danny Green in the corner, wide open three, and he just misses it. You know, there were some opportunities opportunities there for the Sixers to capitalize. They just couldn't knock down the shot. But it is just kind of interesting with Doc. This is what coaches do. We saw Ime Udoka do this all season, basically, this year. And look what the, the, the Celtics look like. We're not sure really what it's going to do here in this instance in Philadelphia. But you can just feel like the frustration's wearing on the team. You know, Embiid has a monster night, 37 points, 15 rebounds. And they still can't pull this one out. Like, this is this is a tough one here. All right. Well, that was a monster show from Mo. So, oh, no, Mo is, Mo is waving at me. He has one more thing to say. I got a question for you, Jared. I got an answer for you. We've had basically two MVP-like moments from Giannis. Embiid is struggling. Has Giannis moved? I'm afraid to say it because people get really mad when you say this. But is he even going to overtake Jokic? Like, is these, we know moments carry the, the, the game here. Do you look at these last two games from Giannis, the big block on Embiid, the three here against Brooklyn? Like, is this going to carry Giannis to a third MVP? I was thinking about that when I was watching the end there. I mean, you just, you look at, so let's start with the OKC game on March 8th, because that was after he had that 19-point game. He was averaging 35, 34 points per game in his last eight games, and then he had, what, 42 or 44 in this one. So, like, the guy's putting on an absolute show here right at the end of the season. I feel like we're at the part of the season where people tend to, like, stop kind of adjusting their awards because it's, like, just late enough. But, I mean, they're jockeying for position. They're carving out the two seed, maybe even the one seed here. If they fin- if they finish several games ahead of Philadelphia in the standings, it is very plausible for Giannis to take it. It just said, like, what's tricky is this year you have Jokic and Embiid. A lot of their narrative was the team, like, wasn't built well around them and they carried the team, that kind of thing. While, like, Giannis, I guess, like, Brooke Lopez was out, but, like, there, there isn't really that narrative. But Giannis has been so unbelievably outstanding on both ends, especially of late. And he keeps making these like incredible defensive plays. He's he's making like the unique plays. It's the like the block at the end of the game, the hitting the big three in this one, which is very out of character for him. Like the way he, he's really diversifying his portfolio here of incredible moments. I don't think you're going to be able to call the MVP race until the season's over because it's that tight and there's that much going on right now in the standings, especially. But it seems like it's pretty much a dead heat between all three of them right now. Yeah, I like that you went with uh, diversifying his stock portfolio there. That was that was pretty interesting there. I like that one, Jared. We can end the show now. <laughs> okay, that's going to do it. I'm Jared Weiss. He's Moda Keel. Brian Smith is our producer. This is the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.